0: Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now he
1: is Armstrong and Getty. I, I didn't realize I'd, I'd uh, conjured up a cat. Phrase like when Kramer comes through the door on Seinfeld, or uh, you know something like that. When I burst into the newsroom every day, I always say "ciao," which is the thing that uh, the car and cars said all the time. But anyway, so. When I come in now, they say "cachao." So beautiful, it's like a sitcom catchphrase. Live from Studio C, C si, Senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's on Little Friday, and today we're under tutelage of our general manager,
0: General Manager General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who claims they had no earthly idea the Afghan military would collapse if that's true if that's true they had no idea he and about half a dozen other guys ought to resign yeah well and if it's not true and they're lying he and about
1: a half dozen other guys ought to resign yeah well he said one thing that is absolutely 100 percent not true one thing in particular, and I think he knows it, but it's, it's the situation you described. If he doesn't know it, he should resign. And if he was lying, he should resign. But I want to get to this opening clip because it kind of fits in with all this stuff um, to kick off the show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. It's Thursday, August the 19th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve
0: of this program. What's kachow precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark?
1: We have seen reports. That the Taliban, contrary to their public statements and their commitments to our government, are blocking Afghans who wish to leave the country from reaching the airport. We expect them to allow all American citizens, all third country nationals, and all Afghans who wish to leave to do so safely and without harassment. Oh, Is that- that, Stern tone of voice there. That could be one of the saddest things in our country's history right there. That really could be one of the saddest things. That a uh, a, 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 a declining paper tiger still using that tone of voice like the anybody else in the world gives a crap. And particularly right. the people you're talking about who have 100% the upper hand on you right now and could kill thousands of U.S. citizens Today, if they decide to and we couldn't stop them and the fact that the State Department, that's some woman from the State Department, undersecretary of state or something. Does she think anybody gives a crap that she said that or are all these bureaucrats, particularly bureaucrats on the left? They're so in love with organizations, the W.H.O., the U.N., the going through the government. They think that this stuff
0: matters. You're inciting the authority
1: It's like of the State Department. It's like teachers in there, you know, this will be on your permanent record. Do you think you the kid you're talking to, the particular kid you're talking to, gives a crap? I mean, it just, it's, it's, I found that just depressing. Depressing. Hopefully Joe Biden, after years serving as chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, has a more clear-eyed view of the world than that. I hope to God he doesn't think stern words from that nice blue-haired lady at the State Department
0: are going to make any impact on the Taliban. It's just sad. I think they're counting on the unspoken, or you will incur the mighty wrath of the United States, although we are in no position to bring the mighty wrath. They have 12, perhaps 15,000 hostages. And we brought the mighty raft for the past 20 years
1: and they're still there and they're now running the country. So I just don't think they give a crap. Um, it's that's just, that's just sad. It reminded me of, um, when I see, uh, parents at the park talking to the either their dogs or their kids because I see both and oh, their boy. dogs or kids have no interest in listening to them. Stop that. Stop. I said you stop that right now. Oh, he just doesn't listen right now. This is the last time I'm saying, and the kid or the dog just keeps doing whatever they want, because they've learned a long time ago that your words mean nothing.
0: Uh, Sad and pathetic.
1: that's That's what we are now, as a country, sad and pathetic. You force things to happen in the world. Always has been that way, always will be that way. And if you can't force them economically, you force them militarily. We are in no position to force the Taliban to do a freaking thing. And pretending we can is worse than saying nothing. Say nothing. That's less embarrassing than acting like
0: you think you've still got some sway over these people. Yeah, use back channels. Please, call them on the phone and say this stuff, but not in public. You're right. This is this is a sad, sad chapter. Getting to the um, General Milley,
1: or he's the... or Was it Austin that said that? Somebody, one of them said that, said something yesterday that was not true. They kind of went back and forth saying things that were damned embarrassing. The most overtly untrue thing that was said yesterday was nobody could have anticipated this happening in 11 days. Nobody could anticipate. That's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. We read the report. I think it was from the Washington Post earlier. We had Josh Rogan on uh, earlier this week. Also, um, with a different report on the same story, the Taliban laid the groundwork for this over years. Province by province, laying the groundwork, bribing people, telling people what they were going to do, carrot and stick. So that they could take over the country as fast as they did at the end. If you didn't, if you didn't know that then, and if you still don't know that now, if you still don't know that the Taliban was laying the groundwork for this for years right underneath your nose, then Joe is absolutely right. You either got to resign for lying or resign for incompetency. Because that's a I, lie to say nobody could predict they took it over 11 days. That's just that's not exactly what happened, dude. For years, they've been right. They put this together.
0: Well, and clearly we were. Well, not clearly, but perhaps we were unaware of it. Our intelligence just wasn't good enough. The Afghan people not trusting you know our people to tell them what was going on that behind was, their backs. There was some serious ass covering from the military yesterday. It was sad. It was really sad. I'm I'm saying this is the this is the worst first year of any administration in American history perhaps with the exception of William Henry Harrison who died of pneumonia like a week after he was inaugurated. That's a bad That was a year. bad one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh his his 100-day accomplishments were nil.
0: <laughs> they were few.
1: Um So uh, the incoming new chancellor for Germany said yesterday this is the greatest stain on NATO since its inception. Pretty strong talk. Yikes.
0: Yeah, it's a low moment, man. Well, and, uh, you know, I I came across an editorial that I thought did a lovely job of something I was hammering away at yesterday, which was uh, detailing the many failures and crises and looming, you know, poo bombs they are coming in the way of the administration. Looming His, poo bombs.
1: Has oh my, yeah, uh, that's a good band right there.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to their show. If I do, I'm at least ten rows back.
1: Everybody wears uh, a diaper. It's kind of the thing. Like to, like being a deadhead, or you wear tie dye. You know, you wear to sure. go to see the looming poo bombs. You wear a diaper.
0: It's a sickening. Do I have to? <laughs> Anyway, uh, the the numbers of, of big, nasty-looking birds that are coming home to roost, uh, combined with the already plunging approval ratings, this is an administration in free fall. I'll tell you and, what. Would, and it's not good for the country, either. No, it's not. I'll tell you what would worry me if I'm the Biden administration.
1: The way the, the lefty media is treating this, MSNBC still killing them all day long. CNN still killing them all day long. Washington Post has three or four different articles on the front page today. That I'm going to talk about that are all just I mean, it's like the sort of stuff they used to write about Trump. I mean, just so heavy handed of, you know, presenting a statement from the administration and then pointing out exactly how they're either lying or incompetent. I mean, just article after article like that.
0: And we will play for you in a few minutes the already infamous clips of Biden's interview with George Stephanopoulos. That which... hasn't
1: even aired yet, so it, it airs today Ooh. on Good Morning America. These are just the clips that have been let out so far. But, yeah, the president is uh, is uh, petulant and uh, doesn't feel like a- answering any questions. Exactly the wrong tone you should have after a debacle like this.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's already aired in the East or what, but we've got bunches of clips now. Well, So, yeah, we'll uh, hit those for you in the next 15 minutes or so.
1: Yeah, it's uh, weird times. Did I hear the state of Washington? Did I get this right when I heard it? Mandating. Yeah, it is up there. Jay Inslee announced on Wednesday a new statewide. uh, No, what I statewide. No, the one I heard was uh, maybe I heard it wrong that it was going to be mandatory for teachers and students to have the vaccine. You can't. You can't get the vaccine under 12, right? No, I don't think that's right. I think it's teachers. I just saw teachers. Okay. I must have misheard it then. Mandatory for all teachers to get it. So we'll see if the teachers comply with that, because a lot of places around the country, they use that as their uh, their lever all through the shutdown. Well, until we get vaccinated, we're not going back. And then as soon as you could get vaccinated, you can't make us get vaccinated. So oh, boy. That's been fantastic. How does
0: mailbag look? Very nice. Varied. A little of this, a little of that. It's not all Afghanistan. Mm. And then we will absolutely play you those clips of Biden and Snephalopagus. I-, I I worry for the
1: Republic. What in the hell is going on in that guy's head? Senility.
0: <laughs> Seriously, we have a deteriorating old man at the helm. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, 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 anyway.
1: God, exactly one hundred percent the wrong tone yesterday in his interview. Wow. You're on your heels. You're wrong. Well, everybody's been in this situation before. You're the one who made the mistake. It's like the old saying, pride, pride, go through, you know the thing. <laughs> anyway, we got all that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The deets on the story I mentioned, just so nobody's uh, misled. No, no students, but toughest guidelines of any state yet in the COVID ever. Uh, Washington State, every teacher, every bus driver, every custodian, everybody who works at the school has to be vaccinated by the 18th or you lose your job.
0: The eighteenth of
1: September, October. Oh, okay. October eighteenth, or or face dismissal with very few exceptions. Mm. That is, uh, yeah, I you know I have no problem with that. But interesting.
0: Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Oh, and we'll be playing you those uh, Joe Biden with George Snepalopagus uh, clips in a couple of minutes. Holy cow! Oy vey! Ay caramba! Son of a! <laughs> Ach, mein Gott. Anyway. What? Uh, oh. here's your, <laughs> from uh, George Orwell, actually quoted by Robert M. Gates in uh, one of his books, Ashley Duty, Memoirs of a Secretary at War, quote, people sleep peaceably in their beds at night only because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. Yeah. You need me on that wall. You can't handle the truth. That speech. Amen. That's what he was saying. Mailbag. I don't know why you had to order the code red. That that doesn't make any sense to me. But... All right, already. you going to recite the whole movie? I don't ask much of you folks. Occasionally drop us an email with your opinion or a link to something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I ask that of you. I also ask you this. Have you been a good little Nazi? Have you been a good little Nazi? I got that a Nazi. I certainly hope not. His Nazism is important. Hail Fauci! Right. Hail Fauci is what he said there. Uh, Mike writes, how did you guys not catch the S-bomb Jack dropped right after the Jack uh, the Josh uh, Rogan interview? What? Thought I heard it live. I re-listened. I'm certain it's clear as day. Jack says, this S going down in secret. It's perfectly clear.
1: Are you shitting me? No, that's... No, <laughs> Ian Bremmer, Yes.
0: well-known geopolitical thinker. Yeah, and that was a, that was a different day, different interview. Dude. I suppose we could review the tape, but, you know, we kind of do this for a living, and this is kind of a big thing, dropping obscenities on the air. We're, we're aware of it. It's like, you know, if a rat runs through an operating room, you don't have to <laughs> point it out to the surgeons. They would be acutely aware of that.
1: If you can dig that up, Hansen, maybe we'll review the tape later and make a call.
0: Ah, oh, boy. Uh, Doug from Pleasanton is in a serious mood. What's the cure for the disease that is killing our country? No, not COVID. I'm talking about the institutional rot that's effect- infected so many of our institutions. The government, courts, military, intelligence, press, education. uh Well, the government, certainly Congress. We are seeing real-time examples of this every day. Total incompetence, corruption, political favoritism, blatant disregard for our norms, and worst of all, our Constitution. How do we reverse it? Someone, anyone?
1: That is, that is maybe the question. That
0: might be the
1: question. How do you reverse this? How do you get people to start believing anything or
0: anyone or any organization? It, it, it's a little more complicated than this, but I just think if you look at a person, an individual who has been comfortable for too long or a sports team that has been comfortable and successful for too long or an institution that's been comfortable As in safe, not challenged, doesn't have to prove its worth. You get an institution that's been comfortable for too long. You will have the sort of rot Doug is describing. How it's cured? Generally by getting smashed hard in the face. and, And having to get back down to basics. To be humbled, in other words. Uh, let's see, people in L.A., who's this, Lori? People in L.A. without masks just need to self-identify as Barack Obama on his birthday, or Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry, or Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut. Identify as a homeless person or an illegal immigrant who invaded our country. Uh, da, da, da. And then, if you're going to go with the last two, go ahead and add, by the way, where's my free hotel with food, alcohol, and drugs? I want a ticket to Florida. Does that include a pass to Disney World, or do I need to rob a store to sell enough to get a ticket? Get real. A mask outside, et cetera, et cetera. It's good stuff. I liked it.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, the different rules for different people. We were downtown the other day, and uh, there was a dog running down the street with this homeless guy. And my son, who knows we have to have our dog on the leash all the time, uh, said, how come that dog's off leash? I said, because it belongs to that homeless person. They, don't, they, they get to have their dogs off leash, which is true. And it seems very apparent that if you're homeless, your dog can be off leash if you're not homeless, there are uh, rules for that and fines and that sort of oh,
0: thing. Oh, sure, yeah, they'll take it at you. They'll chew you out as if you're, you know, t- utterly uncivilized. Yeah. Uh, since, guys, since you asked, I don't remember when we asked, but I'm sure we did. Uh, I can tell you where all this tearing down statues will end. My guess is there won't be a single city or street named after something western in 20 years. They'll all be replaced with Abdullah slash Mohammed something street. In some parts of Europe, it's already begun. Street signs are being taped over by activists. Besides, why would the streets be named Western if the population isn't? You heard what Mark Stein said. Best regards, Len from Europe. That was a big uh, facet of the French Revolution that I wasn't aware of until I did my big
1: French Revolution research last year. Um, But, man, tearing down all the signs, the statues, carving the names out of buildings that were in the the granite and everything, just they, they renamed everything in the whole
0: country. How interesting. Hmm. So, Joe Biden did an interview uh, with George Stephanopoulos uh, to straighten out the whole Afghan thing. His speech the other night didn't go well. Well, the interview, holy cow, train wreck. Next.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures? What I thought was
3: we have to gain control of this. We have to move this more quickly we have to move in a way in which we can take control of that airport
1: that was and su- we did that was such a weird reaction to that Oof. question that was 4 days ago 5 days ago which isn't accurate by the way it was 2 days ago it was 2 at from, that time from yeah. the meeting or from that interview but even if it were 4 or 5 days ago what kind what kind of, what is that that is I so think he weird. was trying
0: to suggest that the w- media was uh, just rerunning this stuff too much to make him look bad. It's not fair. Media
1: bias. It was four days ago. By the way, and we're going to play more from the interview, like right now. But uh, President Biden sat down for his ninth interview with George Stephanopoulos, a friendly, uh, a friendly face. Um, Trump had done 50 interviews at this point. Obama had done 113. Joe Biden, nine. Wow. He's (laughs) about a fifth as many as Trump and a one-twelfth as many as his old boss. And you know why? Because they don't want him out there. Because he says stuff like that that everybody wonders, what are you
0: talking about? Why are you mad? Yeah, I'll credit an emailer for pointing out the other day, guys, he stayed in his basement the entire campaign, and everybody knew it wasn't because of COVID. It was because it's just better if he's not out there. Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, back to uh, George Stephanopoulos and uh, Joe Biden. This clip is uh, has been making the rounds, and it is, well, l- l- listen to it. Then we'll talk about what it is. Clip number 20, please.
2: You don't think this could have been handled? This actually could have been handled better in any way? No mistakes?
3: No, I, I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that there, we, we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow... There's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing. I don't
2: know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. So for you, that was always priced into the decision?
3: Yes. Now, exactly what happened, I was not priced in, but I knew that they're going to have an enormous, enormous... Look, one of the things we didn't know is what the Taliban would do in terms of trying to keep people from
1: getting out. What they would do. That's a stunning thing to say. We wow. had no idea the Taliban would make it hard for people to get out. What?
0: Well, and and I mean, the whole could this have been handled better? No, there was going to be chaos. Of oh, course, chaos. Yeah, but, but we're not asking about like g- chaos in general. As the Taliban took over, we're talking about fifteen thousand Americans being held hostage.
1: That the, the politicians been doing that my whole life. I've never quite understood it. I guess. I guess they all feel like if you ever admit mistake, it just it, It's to your deficit. Um, I mean, we just watched a disaster unfold, one of the biggest foreign policy disasters in U.S. history. George Stephanopoulos says, you wouldn't have done anything different? And he says, no. But I remember, you know, Bush people saying the same thing about Iraq. You wouldn't have done anything different? No, no, no. The good thing is, Adam's gone. You know, so you just,
0: I guess that's just what you do. Repeat the talking points. Yep. Uh, Clip number 22, please.
2: And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out yes. is out? Yes. Yes. How about our Afghan allies? We have about 80,000 people. Well, who... that's not the Is estimate. that too high?
3: That's too high. How the many? The estimate we're giving is somewhere between fifty and 65,000 folks total, counting their families. Does the commitment hold for them as well? The commitment holds to get everyone out that, in fact, we can get out and everyone should come out. And that's the objective. That's what we're doing now. That's the path we're on. And I think we'll get there. So Americans should understand that troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops if, will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And... And if, American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out.
1: That whole thing there, where George Stephanopoulos just had to keep dragging the next phrase out of him. And? Because yeah. what you're saying means we're staying. Yeah. Okay, well then just say it.
0: I guess you he know, didn't want to say it. I, I probably asked for that clip too too quickly, because that previous clip about, no, nah, I wouldn't change anything, I mean that that's just one of the most extraordinary things i've ever heard in my life
1: well yeah yeah it would like i said it was biggest maybe the biggest foreign policy debacle in us history you know yeah. you, you, your your comparisons have to be like invading iraq and stuff like that but i mean it's way up there not wouldn't have done anything differently And then uh, 80,000 people get, no, no, that's way too high. It's like (laughs) 65,000. What? All right, (laughs) then. (laughs) So 65,000 Afghans and 15,000 Americans. So you got a total of 80,000 people to get out. Now, the dispatch says it's 100,000. It's about 80,000 Afghans and uh, 15 or so uh, Americans. So you got about 100,000 to get out. But either way, 80,000, 100,000 is a ton, an S ton of people. Um, And that is going to take a long time. And uh, I feel let's... like we got to get to, um, uh, at some point, we got to get the Secretary of Defense saying we've got no, nothing in place to get people out, which I thought was just a heck of a thing to admit. It's true. Oh, yeah. I appreciate sure. him saying the truth, but, no, we've got, we've got no way to get people to the airport. We don't, we don't have way to. Let's roll
0: clip 44.
1: And we are the United States military, and we fully intend to successfully evacuate all American citizens who want to get out of Afghanistan. They are priority number one. I would draw a distinction uh, bar between extracting uh, someone in an in extremis condition or, or circumstance versus uh, going out and collecting up large numbers of, uh, of American citizens. Do
0: you have the capability to go out and collect Americans?
1: We don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of, of, uh, of people. We can't leave that airport. Because we don't have the firepower to go out there into the city and do
0: that. If the Taliban lets them come to the airport. Then we can evacuate them. We have the capability. We have the plan. We're ready to move. If the Taliban lets them go to the airport where we are.
1: And so far they haven't been letting them go. Through very fast because the New York Times is still reporting last night that yesterday, while a lot more people flew out yesterday, still planes
0: half full flying out of there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I missed something obvious. I'm uh, more than capable of of overlooking the obvious, and I often do. But one of the things that uh, I can't remember what I was watching or reading yesterday, but they made the point that the very act of going to the airport tells the Taliban, I was working with the Americans, Good and seek to escape. And especially for women, they're thinking that's something close to a death sentence if the Taliban decides, wait a minute, why are you going to the airport? Well, what yes, situation.
1: Yesterday, right. I don't remember who we were playing, saying uh, the, no violence from the Taliban and that sort of stuff. They were beating people with chains
0: there uh, along the fence line. The Taliban yeah. was. That's, that's nice. Boy, speaking of mumbo jumbo from our elected officials, I want to play something uh, from the State Department for you in a, in a couple of minutes. That's, I mean, I, I I wanted to fight the guy just for the way he talks, which is an odd, you know, reaction. No, I think that's a normal reaction. I don't know. I don't like the way you talk. Would you? Let's step outside. You're gonna to want to fight him too when you hear. <laughs> so just stay tuned. Uh, give us clip number twenty-five. Back to snuffle up against Biden. But
2: your top military advisors warned not against withdrawing on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. No, they didn't. It was split. That, that, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. They didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay?
3: No, not, at, not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops. They huh? didn't argue against that.
2: So no, no one told your military advisors to not tell you, no, we should just keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. No, no one said that to me that I
0: can recall. And then uh, the any Washington, comment on that one? The,
1: well, the Washington Post uh, says that's uh, not accurate uh, on their reporting. So.
0: Well, yeah, they say that virtually everybody advised him to keep that small number of troops to continue to advise, support, service, aircraft, et cetera. Wall Street Journal had the front page story about it yesterday, quoting people saying, yeah, virtually everybody was telling him that. But whatever. And then uh, for fans of empty verbiage that's uh, disingenuous and incoherent, we offer you clip 28.
2: But if if there's no good time, if you know you're going to have to leave eventually... Why not have the, everything in place to make sure Americans to get out, to make sure our Afghan allies get out, so we don't have these chaotic scenes in Kabul?
3: Number one, as you know, the intelligence community did not say back in June or July that in fact this was going to collapse like it did, number
2: one. They thought the Taliban would take over, but not this quickly. But not
3: this quickly, not even close. Now, granted, it took two days to take control of the airport. We have control of the airport now.
2: Still a lot of pandemonium outside the airport. Well, there is. But look,
3: but no one's being killed right now. God forgive me if I'm wrong about that. But no one's being killed
1: right now. We have control of the airport because the Taliban let us have control of the airport, though. that That's, you know... It took two days, but we got control of the airport. It seems clear that the Taliban thinks it's in their best interest for us to get out of there if they hadn't wanted us to get out of there they would have cratered that runway on Sunday
0: Uh, but they didn't so they they want us to get out well right and has been the history of this Uh, I'm sure we are turning over pallets full of cash to them yeah there is
1: that's the hostage negotiation that's probably going on behind the scenes that we'll we'll find out about either in a year or 25 years, whenever they release that information. But, yeah, who knows how many billions of dollars we've been promising the Taliban or maybe even delivered already to, to get where we've gotten so far.
0: Right. And you're negotiating with people who, if it would advance their cause, would turn to their left and slit their own kid's throat. I mean, they would. Absolutely. In the name of Allah. Hey, I martyred him for Allah. Anyway, what were you saying? So, yeah, great position to be in. Lovely. I want to play you that clip of the guy from the State Department. You're going to want to punch him? Stay with us? Well, what's your prediction right
1: now? So 15,000 Americans, you you predict we're going to get all those people out of there? And then how many of the 80,000 or 65,000, whichever number you want to choose, people that helped us that are going
0: to die if they stay, how many of those people are we going to get out? You know, honestly, I, I don't even know. There are so many variables and so many things that could go sideways at this point. It's just extremely difficult to say.
1: I think you're going to see an American citizen's... Head
0: next to their body at some point. I think that's practically inevitable. I think we'll get a lot of our people out of there, but the idea that we'll get even close to everybody out without horror uh, is is virtually nil.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't I don't know how that's going to play. I don't know how that's going to play politically uh, or poorly. Uh, yeah, heck of a story. Um, so, what did you tease? You tease something good? Oh, no, the State Department guy—you're going to want to punch. <laughs> something so, somebody says something so bad, you're going to want to fight him. Which is a weird reaction, but
0: I mean, not like your wife's ugly either—not that sort of thing. It's just no, no, just the bureaucraties. It's going to remind you of every DMV employee, every city <laughs> inspector, every every tin horn government mall cop who's ever made your life miserable for an hour or a day. You're going to recognize their voice. Awesome. That's next. Armstrong
2: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The messages from the White House are so confusing. I mean, basically, the message from Biden today on ABC is it had to be this way there was no alternative and he seems to suggest since he said it was priced in that he knew it was going to happen but then you have general milley saying that there was no intelligence that suggested that the afghan government and military would collapse in 11 days you also have joe biden back on july 8th when he was asked your own intelligence community has assessed that the afghan government will likely collapse he said that's not true so was he blindsided was he not blindsided it just we can't get a kind of straight picture of what happened. Um, and to say that this was the only way things could have unfolded, I think is just not a good enough answer. And that's the embarrassment that is the Trump administration. And as soon as they're out, uh, grown-ups will take over and things will go back to normal.
0: Competent people. Oh, boom,
1: headshot. Competent people will start running things. and uh, things, Bingo. Things will start making sense again. Yeah, I've, somehow it escaped me that the president...
0: And his uh, sec def said entirely different things, like an hour apart. Polar opposites. Yeah, that's Mara Liasson of NPR. Uh, it's a lefty organization. She's a reasonable person, leans a little left, but a grown-up like we thought Joe Biden was. Well, he was twenty years ago.
1: Any chance he's been uh, kind of vacuous all along? He he was he was a soundbite guy before performative politics became a thing. Before there was Twitter. Before it was that. He was a guy that was always on Meet the Press or whatever show. Maybe he's just a, good for a, a clip. You know, He had something to say, and he'd show up to all the interviews, and maybe that's as deep as he
0: goes. Well, there are a number of indications through his career that he was mostly glib. And not a great judge of events. Anyway, uh, we tease this. Got to get to it. This is Rich Edson of Fox News uh, asking a question of Ned Price, who is the State Department spokeshold these days.
3: In Afghanistan, we're hearing that flights are leaving that are not completely full, are half full. Is this a problem with people getting to the airport? What's, what's the holdup?
1: We are opening the aperture uh, to see to it that there are people there present with uh, the increasing lift
2: capacity that the U.S. military has provided uh, so that there is not, uh, to the extent
1: we can help it, a single unused seat on these aircrafts. Okay. Um, um, what? They're opening in the aperture. What didn't you hear? We are opening the aperture. Alright. Uh,
0: 54. Let's, let's hear that again.
1: We are opening the aperture uh, to see to it that there are people there present with uh, the increasing lift
2: capacity that the U.S. military has provided, uh, so that there is not, uh, to the
1: extent we can help it, a single unused seat on these aircrafts.
0: So can I register my car in this line or can't I? (laughs) So
1: I'll read this on that topic uh, from the dispatch. The basic reality of the current American position in Afghanistan is this. The Kabul airport, which is held by U.S. forces, is one tiny island in a sea of Taliban-controlled territory. American and other entities can land and take off planes, so anyone who gets to the airport will make it safely. But the streets surrounding the airport are seething with Taliban combatants who have begun operating checkpoints for those trying to get through. In our domestic political conversation, the White House may talk about prioritizing the evacuation of various groups And critics may complain about those professed priorities, Americans, Afghans, interpreters, whoever. But both groups ignore the fact that both would rather leave unspoken. As things stand now, America isn't getting to pick which Afghans and Americans will be flying out on our planes. That decision belongs to our jihadi adversaries. Which Americans and which uh, Afghanistan people
0: um, uh, get out? It's completely up to the Taliban and some random luck. And and to a large extent, individual gangs of Taliban guys sure. running individual checkpoints.
1: Yeah, they go and for lunch. getting
0: incited to uh, commit acts of violence or, or
1: mayhem or whatever. They go for lunch. You might get through, uh, or they turn that way. Maybe you sneak through to the airport. But it's up to them whether you not get through, where you get through or not. They are. Is this century's phone. nightmare? Jihadism. Thank you, Miss Romney. Thanks,
0: Mitt. Yeah, and uh, we're talking about getting fifteen thousand people through that utterly brutal random gauntlet, and that's that's the plan. Ouch. Yeah. And yep. um, they're getting more violent,
1: not less, outside of that airport. They beat more people yesterday with clubs and chains, and shot more uh, rounds into the air to try to scare people off from going to the airport. So all it takes is a hothead with an AK-47 to turn this into one hell of a situation fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some brutal pictures and video emerging yesterday of women and children and men just beaten and bloodied and unconscious and the rest of it. And These, these are among the most brutal, horrific uh, people, uh, uh, horrific regimes that's existed on Earth in the last 50 years. 75 years? And there are there are quite a few of them that are awful, awful humans. Uh, but these guys are just brutes.
1: Yeah, there are groups like that around the world. Um, and we don't send in the airborne rangers to deal with them. We let them do their thing, and they're part of the world. <clears throat> so why this particular group in Afghanistan we're supposed to deal with, I don't know. Getting to the whole whether we should be
0: there or not. Yeah, it's a complicated question, and, and people of good conscience can look at it differently. you know. And I've myself gone back and forth. Did we uh, end a long and unwinnable war, or did we abandon a weak but willing ally that was slowly building capability? Depends how you look at it.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got more on that on the way. If you've got any insight or you've seen anything we haven't seen, you can
0: feel free to text us at 415-295-KFTC. Are you in touch with anybody in Afghanistan? Because I know some of you are. You can uh, text us or mail us. mailbag at armstngengetty dot com. Armstrong and Getty.